it's like the same hype I get when like Fat Lip comes on my I know. Um, playlist and like nobody gets it. And I'm just like, okay, don't mind me for the next three minutes and 43 seconds. You're like, I'm, I'm going to need a moment. I'm going to need a moment to like act this out and you're going <laughs> to need to just sit there and deal with it. <laughs> Here, I do what you must right now. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What are you Hi. drinking? Um, Coffee and water and wine. Yum. In that order, coffee, then water, then wine. What kind of uh, wine are you drinking? I don't care about the other things. Um, a rosé. But wait, I did make my own pumpkin spice latte, so you kind of can care about that. Wait, how? What? Well, what like nothing fancy. I just used the um, Starbucks like medium roast iced coffee that like you can buy at the store. Uh huh. And then I took the last Starbucks creamer, pumpkin spice creamer, off of the uh, shelf, which I haven't tried before. But I was like, well, it's the last one, and I'm not going to get to try it till next year, so I might as well try it. And it's, like, pretty good. But then I just added a little bit of, like, canned pumpkin to it, and it's really good. Wait, so it's, like, the it's like a regular, like, creamer, but it's just Starbucks brand? Yeah. And oh, it's I, pumpkin spice latte flavored. I've never seen that. Yeah, me either. And it was the last one. So I was like, well, geez, but this isn't a calling. But it's just okay? I mean, like, it's really good. It's just like, I just added more pumpkin because why not? Like actual pumpkin? Yeah, like just a little tiny bit of like pumpkin puree. And then you, how do you, you just use like a frother to blend it in? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's really All right. good. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And then my water is water. And then I have a rosé, which I'm going to have after. But it's like 2.45 and I haven't had coffee yet today. So I was like, well, to avoid an even further wine headache, I better caffeinate. Holy cow. Yeah. It's it's always weird. The um, time difference for me is always weird because I'm like, yeah, it's definitely drinking time. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's it's the middle <laughs> of the day for you. <laughs> or it's like it's so weird for me. Like if I go to call somebody like home and I'm like, it's nine o'clock and I have a thought that I want to share. Oh, shit. It's one in the morning for them. Yeah. Okay. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Quick hang up. Uh, remember when you used to be able to like hang up and then people didn't know that you called them? That was nice. Or you used to be able to unsend a text message real quick. Like it was still a brief period of time, but you had that little And it was risky. It was risky if it actually unsent it or not. Yeah. Yeah. It was questionable, but at least there was like that glimmer of hope. Now there's none. That always makes me laugh. So in Outlook uh, email there's an option where you can like recall an email, but a lot of times it doesn't actually recall it. It just sends another email that says this user recalled the previous email, which you can still read. So I'm like, Oh, now I'm really interested. What was in that? Right. Right. I have to like triple check everything. (laughs) We've talked about that before. Like, well, we talked about that before in an episode, like you were screenshotting like a text with somebody and you actually, you were like trying to send it to me and you accidentally sent it to them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I've done that I was uh recently doing that and I was like I was um I was like FaceTiming with my friend Alex and I was like oh my god I have to send you this thing and I was sending her taking screenshots to send to her and I was like okay now I'm taking extra focus to make sure I'm sending this to you <laughs> 
But no, so on the same, uh, kind of in the same topic, um, Rob and I were talking about this last night, actually, and he was telling me about uh, a friend of his that, uh, like, when he was in, like, school or grad school or something, there was, like, this big group thread with, like, everyone in their class, and, like, he and this other guy, like, hated everyone, so they were, like, going back and forth, just, like, talking shit about people, mm-hmm. and then he he replied back to the guy thinking it was just going to him, but it went to the entire class and it was a whole list of like name and like oh. why they sucked. Like, oh. the in- <laughs> it was like physical cringe. cringe. I am cringing right now. Oh gosh. I mean, that's way I think this, it isn't better, but I would rather have had that happen to like my, my classmates than like my coworkers. <laughs> oh yeah, because your classmates are way more temporary. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you have to suffer through the rest of the semester with them, but then you can all just part ways and be remembered as that asshole. <laughs> oh yeah, you're a dick. Or just own it. Be like, listen, guys, you need. To- it's probably relevant information that you need to know anyway. So. <laughs> It's like here you know, are. Right? Yeah, right? you already knew this, right? It's not new n- new information. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Right now we're talking about advice to our younger selves. I haven't thought about this at all, so this will be interesting. <laughs> advice to your younger self, like if you, what would you want to know as a kid, or like advice from someone that you respect as a kid? Hmm. So I should so I should have more thoughts on this. But I think first, I wish that I knew how few fucks people actually give. Oh, that's okay. Episode done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, okay. So, like, I always, like, even I still do this is I'm like, I try to pin a situation of like, okay, would I care about that? If, like, somebody said that to me or like, if that situation happened to me, like, would I care about that? And, like, usually the answer is no. And I've always been, like, well, like, I'm just a fairly, like, easygoing person, I think, with, like, situations. Like, not much can really shock me. So I'm, like, well, that's a shitty, like, interpretation because other people definitely care just because I don't. But, like, now that I'm getting <laughs> older, like, people don't give a shit. Well, and this has been a this has been a common theme for us throughout our episodes, like, We've talked about a few times where it's like, especially when you're in high school and everything, everything feels like the end of the world. It feels like this is a forever moment of horridness. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I am, I am being shamed by my peers. They hate me. Like my life is over. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) no, no, actually fast forward one week and everyone's moved on. (laughs) Like, you just caused yourself so much stress over absolutely nothing. And I, and I think that like, that's something that you build that can like build upon itself, like compound interest on itself. Like you <laughs> learn early on, like, Oh, I don't have to take this so seriously. And that's a habit that you build. So forever after that, every time some like uncomfortable situation happens, you just ground yourself a little more and be like, okay, I know that this is not the end of the world. We're just going to address this and move forward. 
Right. And like the confidence, it's like such a circle of everything that we're just talking about, but like the confidence to just move forward from it and like turn on your don't give a fuck. Yeah. And it's in, have you ever noticed that when you have, when you or someone else just like takes that attitude, like maybe someone, I'm I'm totally making up a scenario, but like maybe you're in a group of people and someone says something that's a little like, Ooh, I can't believe you just said that. And they just go ahead and like, yeah, I don't know where that came from. Like what didn't mean that or, you know, whatever, like somehow back out of it, but they just like take ownership of it and they move on from it. And then everyone else just is like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for addressing that. At least, you know, now we can all like go forward. And it's like taking ownership of that energy and almost like taking ownership of people's opinions of you too. That takes a lot of self-awareness. Don't you think? I guess just, I think it's almost like an energy of, and I think of everything in like a business sense. It's like when someone comes in uh, to a meeting and they have just like a super confident energy and they're just like, this is the plan. I'm going to take you through it. And they, they have that feeling like you feel confident in their confidence yeah. Like, yeah, that like, yeah, okay, I get that. And, and, but versus, versus if someone comes in and they're very unsure and they're like, maybe they have the exact same plan, but they're very shaky on it, just pure nerves. And, uh, they, they're kind of like questioning themselves, kind of like making a statement, but then stumbling back on it. That is very much felt in the room. Yeah. Uh, the energy is totally different. Yeah, that's I mean that's like what we were talking about in the sex toy episode too. Like you just even if you're not comfortable, like my sales were good because I owned it. Even if like you think on the fly and you have to like, you know, mold what you're saying around your audience, but then if you're confident, like people are going to spend money with you or people are going to believe you. And they take your lead. They're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're com- you're comfortable here. I should be now. I have the permission to be comfortable here as well. Yeah. Well, energy is just a huge thing. I think that's something I would tell, like, yeah, a, like younger me is just like the energy that you give off, totally attracts the energy, like whatever energy that you. I need more coffee. Like the energy that you give off is the energy that you attract. So, like, if you're generally a confident like outspoken person, you're probably going to be friends with people like that. Or like you're probably people like that are also going to, um, you know, seek you out. And Whereas if you're like, and hopefully you're like growing with each other. Right. Yeah. Right. And if you're like introverted and stuff like you might meet somebody who's like, what I think you and I both kind of identify as like an extroverted introvert. But like, so we kind of mesh with both crowds, but depending on the vibe or the energy, we can kind of transform to who we're around. That kind of leads me into another thing that I wish I recognized much earlier in my life is that you, everything's like, actually not really anything in, you know, generally speaking needs to be a competition. Oh, community is good like leaning on other people where you are like where your weak spot is and like learning from people and then being able to help others um where you're stronger is a really good thing and will take you much further than trying to 
I don't know, shoulder everything by yourself. Oh, I'm still learning that. Yeah, it's really hard. And it's I think it's a big like buried in ego thing because that's also like very, very similarly to me is, you know, like not everyone, especially with like school, school is not the measuring stick, like a universal measuring stick. Not everyone performs that way. So like just because someone's not really great at school doesn't mean that they're not smart or talented or have other values. Mm-hmm. No, totally. This is, I did a whole class in grad school was like on this and it was on the way that you learn and like the way that you interpret information. And I learned through that, that I'm such a shitty auditory learner. Oh, like I'm such a visual learner, mm-hmm. but why is that stuff Like, why did I not know that until I was 22? So here I am, like, going through my first 22 years of life, like, trying to listen to people and just, like, sometimes words can go, like, right through me. Like, I'll be like, hi, what's your name? Um, Kathy, what's your name? Mariah. And then, like, two seconds later, I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. Uh, mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep, nice to meet you. (laughs) Like, I... It's so bad, but why Why is that? I wish that that was more of a thing, and I wish that, like, more adults spent time with kids or with younger people teaching them how they learn so that we can pick up on that. Like, that would have been such an easier way of growing up or, like, you know, just yeah. with even with school because, like, there were times in school where, like, I did way better in the lab or, like, in – a practical than I did at like a seated test or like just listening to a teacher talk. But like some people do really good with that. And that's why like, you know. Oh man, when I was in college, I struggled so hard. So because I'm super visual too, but also I'm like, I'm like visual, I'm a visual learner, but I'm also like, I learn the best by doing. So, Mm -hmm. so for me, like in high school, it wasn't too bad because, um, if they give you like a a study sheet or whatever for a test and I would actually do it and like go and I would like look up the answers and like write out all my answers and stuff. So it was like better in my memory. And I tried Mm -hmm. to take that same practice into college and I was doing really bad, like really bad. And Mm -hmm. I, and, and it, you know, my mom is just like, Oh, are you just partying too much? I know I am actually, I'm going, I'm not, I'm not skipping my classes. I'm doing all my homework. I'm (laughs) I'm like studying for these tests. But like the way that I learned to study in high school didn't translate to college because a lot of those classes too, um, especially like science ones for some reason. And like, uh, a lot of my like lower level college classes, they would, print out their notes um or like not print out they would like make booklets like so the book one of the books that you'd have to buy for the class was like their slides printed and bound I don't know if that makes yeah and then you would just and then like in the book there would just be blanks so that's like how they that was their insurance that you would go to class is that you had to go in and like fill in the blanks on the slides and then there was like a little note section on the side and I that really fucked me like I could not learn like that because there's all that information and like another thing so Cody 
Cody in our last episode, actually, I don't think it was in the recording, but he was laughing that I'm like a big like doodler in my notes. Mm-hmm. And part of that is what helps me because rem- I'm like, I, um, I can remember what, so like, if you ask me a question, I can be like, oh, I remember what this page looked like in my <laughs> I drew a slice of pizza on yeah. that page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's like proven. That is a proven thing. Um, but when you're young like that, and especially like I had a lot of smart friends and like my room, one of my roommates in um, college, who's like now a lawyer, like she was like one of those people who could, um, she just very sharp and she would like go do her, her homework, like real quick. And she could do it with like, didn't matter if there was like a bunch of distractions around and everything like that. She would just like get it done. And that was it. And she barely studied that I saw for her test. And then she would, you know, she had straight A's. And I was like, I, meanwhile, I can't even go to the library because there's too much going on around me. Like, I'm way too fucking ADD for that. And, (laughs) like, I have to basically rewrite my whole textbook in order for me to remember any information. Uh And it makes you feel fucking stupid. Uh But then, like, you know, as I get older, that's when you start learning. And I remember one day hearing – or not hearing, but, like, somewhere I saw this story about this. Um, It was a woman who's, like, a professional dancer now and, like, a a ballerina, I think. And – the story was that when she was young, she was like very hyperactive, like just was always like jumping around, bouncing around, like dancing all the time. And her mom took her to a uh, a doctor to um, have her diagnosed for ADD or ADHD or something. And instead, the doctor was like, well, I think you should like put her in an art school and let her like obviously lean into her strength. And, and, you know, she's like a really little girl and like, and that ended up being a really great path for her. Now that's like super risky, but that helps put into perspective that not everyone can be measured by the same measuring stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I think that leads me into in like embracing your quirks. So not everyone can be measured by the same measuring stick, but we all tried to be, well, a lot of us didn't embrace like the things that we really wanted to because they weren't cool mm-hmm. or something. So like, but that girl freaking did. And now look, she's like living the arts and like doing her thing and is a professional dancer, like what she started doing. Right. But she probably, you know, she probably didn't fit the mold of like the cool girl maybe I mean maybe she did because like I was a dancer <laughs> just kidding I wasn't well cool, but-, but you think no you were just you were super lame and you brought your dance trophies to class <laughs> in second grade one time <laughs> let but it you go think about, you think about like um like Taylor Swift or like some like Disney Channel stars you know kids like actual kids who get these big time roles on television shows or they like, you know, blow up as singers and then they still have to go to school like regular and then they're bullied and like, and like outcasts for that. That's a little backwards to me, but I just think it's, I don't know. I totally, that one is really important to me too. Just, I really wish that I knew or, or felt more, just felt more comfortable in my own skin Yep. In general. Yeah. It's funny because we're talking about the advice that 
we would give to our younger selves, but it probably is the advice that was given to us. Right. And that's, I mean, your brain is literally not even fully developed yet. It's not ready for it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that you can tell them all day long. I was, uh, one of my sister's friends followed me on Instagram and she is just so dorky and weird and like a little punk kid and her hair is green or pink or, you know, it's like all different colors. And (laughs) she's like, you, you know, just real real dorky and you know she put she takes all these like little emo (laughs) like (laughs) selfies and photos and like the captions it is us and I was like whoa and like what that's okay so that's the irony of all of this is we're like yeah I wish I would have embraced my quirks but we both were like no, fuck the mainstream. Like I'm gonna <laughs> wear my SpongeBob pajama pants in the, at at Walmart if I want to. Oh, like, and like my parents can't tell me anything. Like, <laughs> I don't care if all of my nails are a different color. I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> and this is it's that girl, and she's that girl right now. And I was looking, and I was like. Oh man, the things my mother probably thought of me <laughs> during this phase of my life. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right. I think <laughs> there's like a difference between um I think that it it's a little bit cool to be a little bit a little bit against the mainstream. Well, it was like, then too. So even though yeah, we weren't um, like we we were still in a crowd. That I mean, that's like when MySpace was really big and mm-hmm. you know, like super like scene kids with like the super super swoopy hair and like jaggedy haircuts and like dramatic makeup. That was us. Yeah, and SpongeBob pajamas, and then also SpongeBob pajamas. <laughs> There were things though that like I wish like okay so this is getting a little bit like sentimental but like looking back like my dad I used to go hunting with my dad when I was like little little like from I was probably like four when I started but then I stopped when I was like nine or ten because it was like not cool anymore Mm. and like things like that now looking back like my dad sent me a message a couple of weeks ago in the morning and he was like sent me a picture from his blind like his hunting blind and he was like wish you were here kiddo and I was like you know I wish that I would have had more memories with you like that too and like he understood that it just wasn't cool for me to do it and stuff but things like that like I wish that I didn't care what people thought of me as much as I did because then you like you lose out on memories when you're older do you really think you stopped going because it wasn't cool or just because like you were so you had all that teenage angst that you're just like, oh, my parents are so annoying. So I think like it started because it wasn't cool. Like some, I think I do think somebody made fun of me for it. Like I don't remember who or what it was, but like I talked about it one time and somebody was like, you go hunting like you're not a boy. And I just was like, oh, okay, it's not cool anymore. So, like, I stopped going. But then, yeah, after that, too, I think it was, like, you know, I'd rather be at a party with my friends than having to wake up at 5 in the morning to go hunting with my dad when I'm 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes I think about that, um, like, time with with our parents, especially, especially once – like Rob and I started 
dating and like he he always had really good relationships with his parents mm-hmm. and that you know always makes me think back to like man I really wish that you know I you know we did like my parents took me on like a lot of really cool trips and like we did a lot of really cool things and I wish I wasn't so I was just so like angry all the time but for no reason (laughs) hashtag children of divorce versus Rob who's not children a child of divorce I wonder there's probably a thing to that no, and and I think a lot of that, I man, I really wish therapy was more mainstream back then because, but also like also thinking back, had that been something that was brought to me, I would have been like, oh my God, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need that. Meh, meh, meh. And that would have been yet another thing that made you feel <laughs> different, you know? And yep. Like, but and like you, you said, if it was know? more mainstream, then you wouldn't have felt like that. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think a lot of my, like, anger stuff came from not being able to communicate. Like, I was just so afraid of, like, just asking things or, like, get like I don't know, just talking about what was on my mind, I guess. I don't know. I don't really have a lot of specifics, but I was just mad all the time. And, like, every little thing just made me so angry. And, like, uh, even – even just, I remember I have this very specific memory. Um, so when I was, I don't know, I was probably 17 or something. Uh, I was working at a restaurant as a host. I wasn't even serving. I was a host. And um, I'd been working there for a couple of years. And my mom and I went out. I took her to lunch for Mother's Day, I think, or maybe her birthday or something. And I spent we – sat, we sat there for, like, over an hour eating lunch, and I bitched about my job the whole time. And she, she like, sat there, and she listened to it the whole time. And then, like, she, she said, then why don't you just quit? I was like – and it, <laughs> I remember being so taken aback by that, like, what do you mean? Like, that's my job. And I like, despite how much I hated it and I had so much like anger towards it, it was like unfathomable to me to like quit or to like try to find something else to do. (laughs) And then you're like mad at her for giving you a simple solution to what you just bitched about for the last like hour. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And so it's just stuff like that where it's, I just had, I was just frustrated with everything. And I think that was just a mindset that I had where it's like, nothing is my choice. Everything is by happenstance. This is just a thing that I had. And I I guess that's a thing that I would tell myself is like, everything is your choice. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could have, I mean, I wish I could tell myself that three years ago. Ooh, yes, yes. (laughs) I just had this conversation like um, a little bit about the job thing with my intern because like she isn't super happy with her. She like she comes to work with me and like works for free because she's an intern Mm -hmm. and then goes to a second job like three or four days a week. And she's just like exhausted and she's like, I'm sorry if I'm grumpy. And I'm like, listen, like you – First of all, don't be sorry because (laughs) I was there Um, and like I – it's so relatable. Like I just see – it's like a flashback just like talking to her Mm -hmm. and – but I had this conversation with her the other day like, listen, if you need to quit your job, like 
freaking do it. You were mm-hmm. so – and I was like, and this is this might hurt because when somebody told me this, I it hurt because I was – I didn't want to believe it, but like you were so replaceable. Oh, yes. So stop putting the things that you're replaceable in like at in front of the things that you're irreplaceable at. So like it's so true. Like family first, friends first, job not first. Oh, man. Yes. Double tap on that. It's sick. Like it is sick that we're conditioned to live like that, but just that like we're so afraid of letting our boss down or like, I mean, of course there's certain circumstances where like you have to be like, okay, like this is my job and like I can't afford to lose it right now. And like, I can't put like partying with my friends first (laughs) over that. But like your mental health and like you know, she's like, I haven't seen my husband. Like I haven't spent time with my husband. We moved from New York to Alaska and like we're newlyweds and like I haven't spent time with my husband. And she was like, should I call into work on Saturday? And I was like, fuck yes, absolutely. Call in. Like you need to just fuck your husband all day. Like whatever you need to do, you need to do that. And you guys just need to spend time with each other. Like that is so important. And then I flashed back again, like, look at me four years ago, like newly married, working seven days a week because Mm -hmm. that's what I thought I had to do. And I will say there's a little bit of like the other side. So it makes me think of Rob in, you know, when he's starting his, he had started his podcast. He was starting to get, he was starting to get more involved with some of the like local diabetes chapters and stuff like that and started getting a couple of like speaking gigs. And this, this, um, like side business that he was creating had like, there was a vision for it. Right. And that's, that wasn't going to be something that was, um, his full-time thing, at least not in the near future. Um, and it's not something that can just happen without a little bit of extra, um, like hustle. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we've gone through, and that was a really big tension point for us for a while is that he, you know, was one starting his own business, like his primary career, like him and his business partner, like started an agency a few years ago. So, you know, the first five years of that really tough, <laughs> or I mean, mm-hmm. it hasn't been five years yet, but like the first few years of that has been, was really tough. New business, getting it rolling, like getting it stable, all of that has to happen. Then meanwhile, on the side of that, is his, you know, he's starting to uh, book gigs at like all these different conferences, most of them not paid. And he was gone all the time. And that was a really big issue for me. I'm like, I don't get to see you. And also like, it's hard to, one, it's hard to like build a relationship when you're not spending, like if you only have certain like relationships aren't (laughs) built in scheduled blocks of time. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, this week we have two hours available on Friday. Let's mm-hmm. go on a date and that's going to be – and we'll bond during that time. Also, same thing works with parenting. Like that's kind of what, how it felt with my dad. Like, oh, um, I'm not, you know, around regularly, but here we have this scheduled day together. Let's bond. And it's like that's just not how it goes. And um, But back to my relationship. So – 
but you know, eventually he did enough of that where now he is actually, he has the, the experience under his belt. He has the connections. He has the, um, I don't know, the clout in the space. And now he can take, you know, he could be more selective and he can take only the paid ones over the free ones. Um, you know, if he wants. And, and so whenever, you know, post pandemic, that's something that will be better for us because then we can actually, um, he got through that really busy time. Anyway, that was a really long winded thing, but all that to say, yeah, like you sometimes, like you have to have a vision in mind, but like what you're saying is don't make your everyday work like you can't for the rest of your life just be grinding it out and giving you all your everything to your employer. Well, and especially so like I feel like Rob's situation is a little bit different mostly because like like you said there was a vision and like I'm talking about jobs that you're replaceable at. Like Oh yeah. He isn't replaceable in building his own brand and like building his own business. So like those are that's like a hustle versus a job. A job. Yeah. Great point. Great point. And that's, you know, man, and you can really feel that too when, you know, like you're in your day to day, like I would, you're in your day to day, you are just exhausted. And then you take a week off, even just not going or just doing nothing. And you're just like, wow, I am so much happier. <laughs> Weird. weird what happens when you're happy yeah or when you just spend some you time and I think what goes hand in hand with that I think maybe the what you just said is a piece of it but something I don't I still don't exactly have an answer to is how do you find yourself or like what you're really passionate about or like what your real like calling is or you know like outside of your job who are you and like what what are you made of and some of that is just you just have to live life a little bit to like figure that out but that is so damn stressful it's so frustrating too that it's not like I mean I guess this is kind of our motto but like you wouldn't appreciate like the good times if it weren't for the bad times like that's kind of been a theme in our episodes lately Mm -hmm. but So I think that, like, you couldn't appreciate, like, your passion if you didn't experience things that weren't your passion. But fuck that. (laughs) Like, that sucks. It's, like, so hard. And I I still don't have, like, a good answer for it either. Because, like, for me, I think I've talked about this before too. But, like, just me being in Alaska was, like, a feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody told me that I uh, didn't belong where I – I was and I didn't know that I didn't that I wasn't happy where I was like until I experienced something else Mm -hmm. you know like I didn't know that I didn't like living in New York until I left and going back to like our younger selves I was always really jealous of my friends who got to like try a bunch of things and I always felt like I was very – if I tried something, I was locked in. And and then I ended up resenting it and hating it. Mm-hmm. And so that I never wanted to try new things. And it made me so uncomfortable with getting outside of my comfort zone. 
because I hated being bad at anything because I never tried. I didn't get the just the experience of just, all right, go do a thing. If you don't like it or if you're not good at it, you don't want to keep going. We'll move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. I think that is something that um, not for all people, but certainly for me, I wish that I had just I hadn't developed such a aversion to trying new things and being bad at them. Mm-hmm. or like feeling like I needed like um just one example is like the photography thing took so long because it's like oh I don't feel like I'm not a real photographer like I don't have any training for that like I didn't take I'm not it. good enough for it yeah like I didn't study that in college like I don't know things about this um instead of just going and being like I'm gonna go figure it out like <laughs> mm-hmm. no that's so that's so like what I think it's human nature I mean we've touched on this before too that like it's human nature that we shy away from things that we're not good at but like why if you feel good about it or if it feels like it's exciting to you like keep going I think that um one thing for me that was really uncomfortable was like um in college like I didn't I commuted a lot so I didn't have like a ton of on-campus friends and something that was always weird for me was like eating alone being in a cafeteria alone or like being at a restaurant alone so I would often like have a lunch and just like eat it in my car and oh, then like you were that person uh-huh huh. mm-hmm but I think it would have been different if I like lived on campus like it wouldn't have been that weird but yeah I was like the person that would like eat in my car and even at work, like I would go on lunch breaks and like go out to my car and just like go on, the, like get on my phone or like call somebody or do whatever. But I think that there's like such a weird stigma around like going into a restaurant by yourself or like going and having a cup of coffee by yourself without your laptop, like at a cafe. You know, everything that you and I know about myself would say that I would agree, but that's the one area that I do not agree. Really? So it depends. So like the cafeteria thing, um, like in high school and middle school, that I'm not even I'm not even kidding, gave me like made me nauseous like the first two days because you in high school, you have like your A days and your B days. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you, if I didn't know, like already, if I didn't know someone who had my like, if I, you know, you know, when you get your schedule and you reach out to all your friends like, OK, this is my schedule what do you have? What do you have? What lunch do you have? What lunch do you have? And if I didn't know, and no one in my immediate friend group had the same lunch as me, I would be so sick to my stomach the whole time. No, wait, no, this is, I'm the same way. No, I know. But that's where I agree. Where I disagree is I I actually have no issue walking into a restaurant or like a coffee shop eating by myself. Like, okay, but like a coffee shop or like a sit down, like you have a server coming to you and you're getting waited on. Yeah, I've done that. Really? Uh-huh. I mean, I've done it now, but like, and now it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. But like five years ago, like that would be, I would just like go to a drive through before I did that. I mean, it's not my preferred thing, like, because I, I find it kind of boring, uh, to just sit there in my own thoughts without like anything else to do. But, um, but yeah, it doesn't make me like socially uncomfortable, but it's Mm. like, if there's a drive through, why wouldn't I just do that? (laughs) (laughs) See it like that was like debilitating for me for a while. 
just the thought of like having to be alone to do something or like to be alone and like go watch a movie. That's really surprising to me of you. I wouldn't have expected that. I wouldn't have expected you to be good with it. <laughs> I know, right? Like that is everything that I know about myself says that I would hate that. <laughs> yeah, everything that I know about myself says that I would love that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like to so me, I, I wouldn't do it because I like I love going to restaurants um, in like coffee shops and bar like not like bar bars, but like sit down like let like a wine bar. Um, but it's totally a social thing for me. Like I love to like sit down and like just chat with someone over like food and drinks. So if I can't do that, it's like way less appealing to me. But anyway, yeah. that's neither here nor there. LOL 2020. We don't have to worry about restaurants. Fuck, <laughs> oh, man. So I don't know if we really gave advice to our younger selves. I think it's just things that we... Well, I think the advice is is to not... I mean, I think the overarching thing is stop taking yourself so seriously. Yeah. Like, have fun with life. Oh, man, that's the advice. Have fun with life. <laughs> We're such our moms. We're like turning oh. into mothers. With no children. I have two children. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Me too, who were total dicks to the internet guy that came over today. Oh, my I like God. Answer, well, so they're supposed to call before they come, right? So he gave me like a window, like one to three. Didn't call. Showed up at like 145, which I was like unex- – it was unexpected that they were that early because usually they're like on the later side of things. Yeah. So I was like sitting there – um, at the island like eating and <laughs> the house was like a mess and the doorbell rings and the boys went berserk so I shoved them in like the well I opened the door just to see if it was him or like a package or something mm-hmm. and it was the internet guy and I was like all right let me put these guys away and like Khalifa's like trying to get out <laughs> and PK's just like burr, 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 burr. he just tries to keep up with the boys and so I shoved them in the guest room which is now trashed by the way Because they were, like, jumping on the bed and then jumping off the bed and jumping Uh. on the bed and off the bed and everything got knocked over. And so then I, like, asked the guy. He, like, came upstairs. I was like, are you good with, like, dogs? And he was like, yeah. I was like, usually they're pretty well behaved and (laughs) LOL. Like, I had to pick PK up. PK was, like, yelping. Like, (laughs) somebody was murdering him. And then Khalifa just sat and the edge of the couch, like the guy had to work like next to the couch and Khalifa just like laid there with his paws on the side of the couch, just staring and like low growl, <laughs> like not growling, but just like moaning, like mm, mm. <laughs> the whole time. It was like, here, you can give him like a piece of jerky. So I gave the guy like <laughs> a piece of beef jerky to give Khalifa and he stopped and then he immediately started barking again. So yeah. Do your dogs freak out when there's a doorbell in a commercial? Mm, not like so much, but okay. If there's a doorbell in a commercial and then somebody goes like, hello, or like, come on in, they lose their shit. My God, my dogs. (laughs) Oh, you, any, any doorbell anywhere, if it's at a TV show, commercial or whatever, they lose their shit every time. (laughs) And like the one time uh, Rob and I watched Mad Men when we're going to sleep and it was like, midnight 
and there is a doorbell in the show and both of these dogs <laughs> who were asleep wake up and they're just like <laughs> hauling ass downstairs and like god damn it is there a petition i can sign somewhere to get rid of all the doorbell sounds it shows and, and uh, commercials because this is a nightmare oh pk just like PK barks sometimes just to bark. Like, he doesn't even know what he's barking at. <laughs> or, like, Khalifa just, like – Khalifa's just – I mean, he's 145 pounds. Like, a loud breath is going to be a loud breath for him. So he'll, like, take a loud breath and sometimes he's, like, <laughs> like, for no reason. And PK's just, like, oh, alerts up, like, sound alarm <laughs> for no reason. I'm, like, shut up, you bozos. Khalifa's uh, like a big dinosaur. He is – yeah. Oh my God. He has been shitting his pants lately because I gave him nacho cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it was Taco Tuesday and I gave him, he gets hooked up with like whatever's for dinner. And I gave him like a little homemade like burrito thing with extra, like all the extra nacho cheese. Like I just let him lick it and. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He shit six times in one day. Oh. One of them was in the house, but he woke me up the last two nights at – or, yeah, the last two nights at, like, three in the morning. No. To go outside and poop. Yeah. He's – yeah, he's something. Oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. It's okay. My fault. Bad mom. And so uh, his thing – so as – I mean, I think a lot of people probably know by now um, if you've listened to previous episodes and so can <laughs> open doors and stuff. I don't know if we talked about this uh, or I think that happened. We talked about that before his latest escape. Um, Ooh, have where, I, I don't even know if I know about it. Uh, I don't know. So Rob called the, Rob called the mobile grooming company to come and uh, clip the dog's nails into, they're both like shedding really bad, um, like blowing their undercoats. And so he wanted them to get like washed and, you know, de-shedded or whatever. And, um and to also clip their nails because rowan it rowan will not i mean i should share a video of that sometime like you cannot <laughs> you can't even like come near this dog's nails without like don't even touch him he starts screaming that's khalifa and, and so we um we try to hire someone so someone else, it would make it someone else's problem and <laughs> the guy the guy uh took enzo first Everything was great. Enzo just trotted away, comes back, takes Rowan. He's taking a while. And so I, I'm i like looking out the window like, okay, is everything okay? Like you, I couldn't see anything because it's a van. It didn't have any windows. And so then he, he comes back. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. And he's like, well, actually, I need your help. I need you to hold him so I can clip his nails. I was like, fuck. Because <laughs> this I, is what hired you. Yeah, like this is exactly <laughs> what I did not want to do. And I was wearing shorts and he Rowan, oh man, poor thing. But I basically had to like throw I had to throw a blanket over his entire body like I was kidnapping him and then just like <laughs> sticking one little foot out so that he couldn't see it. And then like anyway, but he squirms so much. My legs were covered in scratches and bruises because of like how violently he was thrashing. Body. It was bad. Yeah, I felt bad for him, but also like fuck him. And so anyway, <laughs> meanwhile, while I'm do while I'm managing this mess and like Rob's upstairs on a call, so he knows that like he doesn't know anything's going on, right? 
So I'm like managing this. Well, meanwhile, Enzo takes this opportunity to open the front <laughs> door and runs away. And there's like these city workers that are um because like our house is on the it's the last house on the uh, block or whatever. So like the streets right there. And so there's these city workers that are parked on the street right there. And like Enzo runs right by one of them. I'm like, sir, can you grab him? <laughs> and he's like, what? And he like, and he literally just turns and like slow turns and watches Enzo run away. So meanwhile, I'm wearing Crocs, by the way, and I am hauling ass. He ran for like three and a half blocks. And then the only reason I was able to catch him is because he, um, he ran into someone's yard that had like a fence and he like got cornered in and there was like nowhere else that he could go. Oh, and then I had to carry his fat ass back <laughs> the, whole, the whole way. Anyway, so um, so there's that. But what was so I? There's that. So there's that. What was the original thing I was going to say, though? What did I start talking about? Hmm. I don't know. I was saying that Khalifa shits. He's been. Oh, so Enzo can. um he can open the trash can. So we Ooh. have we have one of those we have like the same trash can situation as like at my dad's house where it's like a drawer that you pull out yep, and then yep. there's like the two trash cans like one's recycling and one's one's trash mm-hmm. and Enzo can open that now. <laughs> and so he and he can and he's tall enough that he can reach in if something is like towards the top, like the middle to the and top is appealing. Uh-huh. And which everything is. And, <laughs> and so like a lot of times we come down in the morning and like trash is just strewn about like but the day after Thanksgiving, like we had thrown the turkey carcass away in the trash can. <laughs> Our bad, we should have taken it out that night. But we didn't, and that fucker, we <laughs> Rob's mom was was staying with us that night, and so she's the one who found it and cleaned it up, thankfully. And but she she was like, it was a disaster. <laughs> she's like, oh it, she God. was like, it was greasy. There was just bones everywhere. She's like, he for sure ate a lot of bones. Um, and like just cartilage and just gross. He <laughs> took the biggest shit I've ever seen. And <laughs> but that was it. Like I was expecting him to like throw up or to like have some like big issue, but that was it. Just one giant shit. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I mean, that's like Khalifa's life every day is like, I was going to say just one giant Khalifa shit. shit. Oh my God. He's now peeing on the porch too. Cause he had this, he gets like this weird thing sometimes like, if you let him out, like he won't wake up to go to the bathroom. So like on the weekends, like if he doesn't get let out until like nine or like nine thirty or something, then mm-hmm. he's like fine with it. But then he'll just need to be let out like more throughout the day because he like gives himself like a UTI kind of, I think. Oh, but yeah. now so like he had that going on last week. So now he's peeing on the porch because like that's just where he peed because he like literally couldn't hold it to like, get out last week Aww. so now he's like peeing on the porch so i call him like the porch pisser and then he's like the side hill shitter so he goes down the hill and like will only poop down there dogs oh, he's are such weird yes he's such a pain in the ass the poor dog walker too oh my god she like sends me a message in like the app and she's just like 
um, I tried to get all of Khalifa's poop in one bag. Like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, you are a superwoman for like, I use like four bags every time I pick up a Khalifa shit. And she's like, yeah, it's not too bad. And I'm like, bitch, you are lying. Like I gag. I gag when I have to pick up his shit, which is why I so don't mind him being a side hill shitter because I like no human ever goes down there. But sometimes PK, when PK had off leash privileges, he doesn't have off leash privileges anymore because he chases rabbits and other animals (laughs) that will kill him. But when he had off leash privileges, he will go down to the bottom of the hill where Khalifa shits, but then he'll whine because he can't get back up. up. (laughs) So you have to go get him. Like, no, no more. What a little shit. Dickhead. That's actually, that's f- funny. I was traumatized. Like one time um, I w- took Rowan over to, it was like some Thanksgiving thing at my parents' friend's house like years ago. And it was um, their dog was there as well. And he wasn't even full grown yet. He's an English shepherd. And I remember he took a shit so big. We had to use like a gallon plastic bag <laughs> to clean it up. And I was like, I was gagging. I was like, I can't. <laughs> that's Khalifa. Yeah. That's Khalifa. I miss like grocery bags, like plastic grocery bags, because those used to be perfect to pick up his does shit. Al- does Alaska not use though? Nope. They're like illegal and you, you have to pay for like paper bags. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. We can't use um, – I was really good about using reusable bags, but we can't use them anymore because of the pandemic. Yeah, so I think there's certain stores that aren't letting us use them anymore, but they – and I believe that certain stores stopped charging for the um, paper bag during the pandemic. I actually don't mind that. I hate the paper bags, though, because – like, if you have multiple groceries or, like, you do, like, a full grocery trip, like, you can only carry, like, two bags at once without no risking way. them breaking. Nah. No. Of not. the paper bags? Uh-huh. How I do you only, do it? I don't know. I just do. I only shop at Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, and they've only always only ever used uh, paper bags. See, I just don't like them because if something heavy is in them, like I've had them, I've carried more than two before and I've just had them like bust open and then I just get pissed. Well, they should double bag them for one, but for two, I also don't, I don't buy any of my like big stuff there. Hmm. Like, like I don't buy like laundry detergent there. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. Or like orange juice or something. Yeah. I don't buy any of that there. So. Yeah. So that, that took a turn, huh? Yeah, that took a turn. I think it's good, though. If people don't want to hear about their our dogs, then we don't want you listening anyway, so yeah. it's fine. I mean, in all – and I think this this podcast is actually a part of that journey for us is, like, getting out of our comfort zone and just embracing, like, I don't know, imperfections and weirdness and identifying those areas of, like, huh, that's weird. Why are we like that? Yeah, and just having open conversations about it instead of trying to hide it. Like, just bringing it to the table and then, like, leaving it out there for people to do with what they will. But, like, at least we did our part with bringing it out there. Because imagine if you were a kid, you know, like, you're my sister's age and you're listening. I mean, don't listen to this. We cuss a lot. But, like, (laughs) you know, you're listening to this kind of conversation from people who've, like, lived – lived a life a little bit it's like oh wow yeah that I think would be really insightful right Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. It can't come from your parents. It can't come from your parents or your teachers. It has to come from some other source. But just, you know, addressing that, like, you're not alone. The things that you're feeling and being feeling insecure about, you're not the only one. I know everyone says that, but it's really true. And it helps to hear it. And I wish that more people would talk about, like, would just be okay with agreeing with people when they're being vulnerable or discussing things but I think just a big piece is just being vulnerable like putting it out all out on the table and then letting the people in your lives that deserve to be in your life based on that because if you're like pretending to be someone you're not your whole life like embrace your quirks because if you don't embrace them and then you invite people in that don't know about them then you have to keep hiding them mm-hmm. and also I just I think when you fully embrace those sides of yourself and you're really comfortable with that, then it goes back to the very first thing that we talked about, owning owning your confidence, and everyone just follows suit. Everyone's just like, oh, yeah, I guess that is normal and fine. Yeah, or else even huh. if it's not, we love you for it because you fucking own it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good one. I love that. Maybe that's – I think that might be I – don't, I don't do New Year's resolutions. I think they're lame. But that is something that I think is probably going to be more – um of of note of focus for me mm-hmm. no I like that yeah I think that last year I tried starting that just like just being more confident and being more willing to not know the answer and things like that being more open to asking questions but yeah I think that's all ties into that because what so was New Year's resolution last year right like We didn't get any, we didn't get a year to work on it. (laughs) God. (laughs) Truthfully, I can't even believe it's been a year. I know. It's at the same time, like, I think about. (laughs) It's been a year. Yeah, I think about, like, May, and I'm like, wow, that feels like three years ago. (laughs) It really does, though. All right, guys. You made it. You made it through (laughs) our ramblings one more time. Congratulations. This one was more of a ramble, but we hope you liked it. Yeah, I hope so. I think it helps. This is our therapy. So technically, I have three therapists. Ooh, I said that to somebody. They were like, do you go to therapy? And I was like, no, but I fully support it. Also, I have a podcast that kind of feels like therapy. And also, I have a coach who is my therapist. Yeah, and I will say having a coach and having at least one therapist is our privilege. Um, yes. But you guys should start a podcast because that works too. <laughs> yeah. Or if you guys like, if anyone needs something, like we, we're not experts, but we're here. Mm-hmm. We're, we we're are. fucking it up all the time. Like, it's fine. Fucking <laughs> it up and fucking around. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thanks for listening, guys. Um, you should share us with a friend. Leave us a review. Um, on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram. And please, if there's anything that you want to hear from us, please let us know. Yeah, give us some feedback. Talk to us. Please pay attention to me. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Bye.